Hello and welcome to Spirit Change Podcast. Today I have on Naeem Smith. Uh, Naeem, you run the Elevated Edge Podcast focused on student-athletes and entrepreneurship, business ownership, all, all things really um, just improving the business side of the house for student-athletes. So feel free to tell us about it and tell uh, anyone watching or listening some of the things you're out there doing. Yeah, I appreciate you, you know, just reaching out to me first and foremost. Really excited to get in to talk to you, Dawson, today, and it's, it's going to be a good time, but really just for myself, I started the podcast originally with another co-host of mine. His name was Mike Collins, and we we're both student-athletes at Rice. Now, uh, it's just my own podcast, and I named it the Elevated Edge Podcast, and really it's just focused on student-athletes, pro-athletes, that you know are interested on outside entrepreneurship while they're also playing or just thinking about plan B. I'm kind of in that stage right now where I'm still trying to play professionally, uh, trying to play professional football. So I'm still training in that regards, but I'm also working on plan B. So I'm doing things like working on a vending machine business, which currently have three vending machines with a couple other buddies, and we're looking to really expand within this next year and uh been a lot of fun and then also really always interest always been interested in real estate um and i get a lot of guests on who are i would consider experts in the area from multi-family you know residential um there's just a whole bunch of stuff that we do like i've had retail and commercial and just been really cool so appreciate you bringing me on man but uh yeah oh go ahead sorry so I really think it's um, it's always super important to know that someone speaking in a space has been in or is actively in that space. Um, from my perspective, uh, I came from the veteran community, active duty military, and had discussions with people about their money that whole time, and now I'm in a licensing process uh, for financial advisement. So when I talk finances, it's coming from a place of interest and Mm -hmm. you coming from a place of interest with uh, discussing entrepreneurship and business ownership with student athletes, you're right there in living in your niche and it helps to know the people you're reaching out to on a personal level. Um, I think a lot of the community that you've built around you is definitely tied to you in that personal way and it helps to grow your audience and build the brand and recognition coming from a place of experience versus not yeah i i for sure and i agree with you and this is why i thought it was going to be so cool to talk to you today because i recently had on another active duty um military and uh he he was like my latest episode but what i think is great with you know having that military background there's actually so much that goes hand in hand with student athletes too so like that's same on your end you know too so it's like you're able you know you know hard work like work ethic and just you know accountability there's just so much good stuff and that's why I think you know athletes and military people can do really well financially because ultimately you are 
you, you there's certain principles I feel like and if you're able to you know stay the course and over time you're able to learn these things and you're able to take on a hard time because you've been coached by somebody or you know you have a leader that's been hard on you before so it's something that you're able to overcome ultimately because you've been through it before if you get what I'm saying yeah definitely um and one, one of the things I want to highlight is kind of what you just touched on. The idea that when you're so overloaded with work, I think a lot of people get caught up in the idea of this is all I've got going on. This is my main focus and finances, investing, business. Like, I, I don't have time for all of that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of kind of underestimate like how easy it really can be starting with those first steps um and not to say that it's a cakewalk because everything comes with its own child difficulty but a lot of people get caught in this cycle of fear or like aversion to accomplishing their own goals so getting in the way of your own goals can be a big roadblock for anyone who's like in that younger crowd yeah because a lot of people who are in college doing sports or in the military just very basic training level they get presented with loads of opportunities and here's all these things you can do to improve your finances but then there's so many things in their face that they tend to kind of walk away because they don't know out of all these choices what do i choose out of all these opportunities like which one's the right one for me? So the the amount of discussion that could be had is really limited when they're presented with everything in the world all at once. Yeah, that's, that's actually uh, really deep right there, what you said. I, I like that because there are, like, from my understanding what you're saying, like, there's a lot of different avenues people can take from trying to be either, like, entrepreneur, like, whatever you want to do in life, like, there's literally a million things that you can do, but I would say from that aspect, it's just like you try to figure out which one sounds intriguing. So, for example, vending machines for myself, um, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, it was like, okay, I think vending machines are basically like mini real estate. That's why I consider it. I don't have a lot of excess funds right now. I'm still in college and... Uh, you know, don't have, just don't have money like that. So, uh, like me and my buddies were able to pull some money together. So it was just, it made sense because from a practical standpoint, um, you know, we were able to at least buy these vending machines with our own money and stuff. But also there's an aspect of a lot of people in real estate don't even use their own money. So it was just, you know, we didn't want to take like too much risk at first and we wanted to learn business and how to operate one and really vending machines is really simple so now once we're able to learn this then we want to be able to scale to real estate once we actually you know maybe we start working our nine to fives or one of us makes it to the league so we have a little bit more money to work with so really I think it all starts with education at first and I've heard you say this before and I talk about all the time it's just like education is so important but I don't mean school education I mean talk like whether it's networking with people that, like, literally, you want to network with people that know more with you, have the experience in the field that you're interested in. You got to read books. I remember the COVID spring, that's when my life kind of changed, and I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that's, 
uh, you know, we all went home. I was, you know, at college, and then I was like, oh, man, I got all this free time. What do I want to do with my life? Like, I never really sat down and thought about it. And for better, like, for better for me, COVID did change my life, and I know that's kind of hard to say just because a lot of people were affected. You know, people did lose their lives, and so that is sad. But for me, I was able to utilize that, you know. So find time. What I'm trying to say is when you can find time in your busy schedule, you got to work on yourself. And like a great book I read was The Miracle Morning. So I try to do that. Like I'm in the morning, I'm working on myself. And that's the biggest thing. You got to work on self-development. So yeah, I I gave a long spiel right there, but hopefully there's some good stuff that, hopefully there's some Um, good stuff people can take away right there. And it's really important to understand coming at it from a perspective of kids in college, right? You, you take on um, either your a scholarship or yep. you take on significant debt early in life. And yeah. now, like, what did what did I just get into? What did I just pay for? Um, I think a huge opportunity in college is the networking aspect of it all. Like, you're in whatever you major in, whatever you decide to take as your path, everyone that you meet in college is now your network. Yes. Whether it's professors, other students, guest speakers, um, there's, uh, I'm sure they set up booths and uh, companies come in and talk to people. There's job fairs, X, Y, Z. Yeah. If you can take the time to sit down with someone and whether it's free or you pay to get in or you're paying them monthly to hear their advice, whatever it might be, and this is a touch point from, uh, I'm sure you'd like to talk to him being in, interested in real estate, but, uh, David Peer, he's, he's another military guy and he focuses heavily on real estate, um, and investing using the VA loan. Yep. So one of the, one of the things he said is there's a lot of value in conversational and knowledge building that people don't invest in the same way that they invest in like name brands and designer clothes or whatever it is people are really spending their money on yeah maybe maybe self-improvement is a better avenue maybe um if you invest a little bit less of your time going to the bar that night and more of your time uh, listening to a conference. Yeah, it no, sounds no, boring, but it, right? you're you're right. Um, and sorry for budging in, but I got so much that I want to dissect in what you just said. But um, to start off, like I so out of high school, I wasn't getting recruited for football. I'm from Iowa originally, so I'm from Iowa City, Iowa. So where the Iowa Hawkeyes are, you know, you've all probably seen the wave before. So I just didn't get recruited, and I was like man, like, I really think I'm good enough to go play D- D1. And I don't want to say, I want to tell, like, athletes out there, like, oh, it's D1 or bust. But for myself, I was like, I know I'm good enough to go. So I went junior college at first. And that was really a time for me to work on myself. And uh, what I want to say is, like, junior college helped propel me and gave me an opportunity to go to Rice. And I'm – I have no debt. Like, I'm very blessed. A lot of people aren't like that, you know. Like, I, all my college has been paid for. But the biggest thing that I got out of Rice is not that it's a prestigious name. It's the fact that I was able to network with literally people that have just blessed my life from, you know, saying, like, let's go get lunch. 
let's go, you know, I know this person, I'm going to set you up with them. And I've been able to have some crazy experiences with very wealthy people, very wealthy monetarily and wealthy in knowledge, you know, like that, like it's just been incredible. And so that's what I think a lot of people, especially athletes I see at Rice even, they don't take advantage of it. And I know across the nation, people don't do that. It's like you literally go to college to network. It's not because you're trying to get A's and B's. I don't know if you've ever heard like Robert Kiyosaki say, uh, a students work for C students or something like that. And I think it's kind of true in, in that regards that like, if you're an A student, you're the one that's like, oh, I gotta like work hard. And if I just work hard in class, like everything else will be taking care of itself. No, you gotta work on the outside. And like you said, your buddy that uh, you had on David Pierre, uh, Pierre correct? Wanna make sure, because he's also a military guy. I, I like what he does too. Um, and like what, what you said about that self-development is literally the most important thing. It's not about like obviously you want to do well in classes, but you got to work on yourself, whether it's reading books, networking like that is literally the most important thing. And even though I went to a prestigious school like Rice, I mean, they call it like the Harvard of the South. That's not the reason like I know I'm going to be successful ultimately. But it's because of the network that I was able to make there, not because of the classes I was taking necessarily. Yeah, um, and and not to downplay like college courses or anything. I, I think some of the things that you're doing and being proactive in, like I know you've followed internship programs with mm-hmm. finance. Uh, specifically, the one you're in now, which is tax focused. Um, yeah. And you were in college, also studying business. Um, I kind of, I kind of sneak peeked and hunted around on your LinkedIn a little bit, but um, appreciate it, man. The A doing your homework, seeing, seeing all the drive that you have. You know, like personal drive pays dividends over time. Um, and, and one of the things that I think personally has helped me, social media is while extremely dangerous and also extremely like useful there there's that medium ground where it really is just a big networking pool and i've taken advantage of that some of the things that i've had opportunities to do i wouldn't even known about Mm -hmm. as a guy that's getting out of the military but the people that i've met my first guest brandon Childers, he's the only reason that i was ever at Mill Money Con in Raleigh, North Carolina yep. with 115 other people in the finance industry. Like, and, and now in September, I'll be headed to FinCon to talk to more finance influencers That's and awesome. people that talk finances. Um, and I think it's super powerful for anyone who's on the younger side. If you start early enough and you start building connections with people who have been doing it for years, um, Whatever your industry might be, whether it's whether it's finance, technology, whether it's oh, I want to get into professional chess playing. <laughs> if, you, if you don't, if you don't get into uh, the right circles, yeah. you might not have all the knowledge that you want. And yeah. I think there's a lot of untapped potential for social media to be a driving like. It can build up your net worth, and it can build up your network. Yep. It, it is a multifaceted tool. I, I agree, and I'm going to pitch a couple things. Man, you, you got my head rolling today already. You, you've been bringing up some good stuff. But 
Uh, I want to say first, uh, before I get to the social media aspect, it's okay if you don't know what you really want to do in life. Like when when you're in college, like you're not really supposed to know, and that's why you network because at least you're trying to build a foundation on what you're trying to learn. You know, from different people, being able to be able to go to different industries if you want to try it out. So like networking is because you really don't know necessarily what you want to do at first. And like, that's why I've been able to do some great internships. I'm currently doing a tax internship with BDO. It's a pretty, it's a really big firm and they, they do a lot of good stuff. So it's just been cool because I've gotten an experience. So I'm literally filling out tax returns right now. I'm getting to learn an actual skill that can, you know, benefit me. Now, I don't want to be in tax forever, but this is something that, you know, if plan, uh, plan A doesn't work for me, I can fall back on ultimately. And, you know, I might sit for my CPA license. Now, again, the social media Social media, like you said, I've I've done podca- uh, podcast episodes about it before. Where it is, social media is very powerful, but it's powerful in both ways. It can be negative or like it can be really good. You know, um, the biggest thing I've I, I've listened to some other podcasts and like uh, grow the show. I really like, and they, he kind of talks about like you know. Uh, social media you use it to engage with different people like a lot of people you just want to scroll on it and that's something that you, sh- you shouldn't try to do I don't even like social media to begin with like I just think there's a lot of bad things with it but it is a powerful tool to like you reached out to me like I think that's incredible we didn't even know each other you know and then it's like I now I'm listening to your show I'm intrigued about what you do now we've connected we're doing a show together like this is this is cool you know this is what social media is all about because it's like-minded people coming together or you know um people that are intrigued to learn from another you know another person but then you got a lot of people that just scroll on their phone all day and they look up and they spent six hours on it and they're like oh i just wasted all this time when they could have really been working on you know trying to engage with people that uh they like you know you see a post of somebody that you might want to try to reach out to at some point and they have a ton of followers engage with their posts because they'll see that over time and be like oh wow like this person's really trying to like network with me or just reach out to them you know through dms or whatever but like there's a lot of powerful ways that you can uh use social media i'm not big into social media but it is something that i'm trying to grow over time um like even from my perspective i don't know how how do you feel about social media do you really like using it or what's what's it kind of entail for yourself so i i am like the oldest 23 24 year old on the block i i always like i look around and i before we even touch on the social media thing i'm gonna touch on the one thing that like has made me feel like an old man every day that it happens when someone comes in and they're wearing earpods or AirPods, right? I can't even say it right. That's, that's how elderly I feel, right? They're having a conversation on their phone. They're talking, asking questions, talking. I'm I'm talking back to them, but they're not talking to me. Yeah. And there's that like physical disconnect now. Um. Or let let's even reference. So my 17 year old brother-in-law, he's been living with us for a while, and. He's got the virtual reality set from Meta, and he's got his little quest in there. He'll he'll watch movies on it, or he'll be playing Beat Saber, whatever it is, right? When you when you 
put yourself into that different world, it's almost incredible how, like, you, you can find another community on there or you can be, like, completely detached. There's, there's a range, and that, that's true to social media, too. Um, I think it's all about how you use the technology versus yeah. how the technology is developed. I mean, there, there's those intrinsic things, like, um, I'm not sure if that's the right word for it, but how, how your data gets managed and sold on the back end, that's, that's something I don't have any personal stake in, but, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, there, it, there's 1,800 people in the world that have my identity. That's crazy. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> no, and, and like you said, it's like, it's how you use the social media instead of how it uses you, ultimately. Like, that's that's how I, I see social media. Uh, and when, when I just want to add, because, like, one good thing my brother did, and he, he I brought him on my podcast, um, and he was like, he's pretty good at social media you know just like trying to engage with people and but he has noticed sometimes he like scrolls on it so now each time that he even if he like uses it for personal use he has to do like five push-ups so if he opens up instagram he has to hit the floor hit five push-ups before um he can uh oh my fault before he can access it so yeah it just just kind of funny that like you know that's at least something that'll incentivize you to be like more conscientious about it that you're like oh okay like i'm opening this up i need to you know chill out some so it's kind of like a little control that you can do yeah i like that i, I think i'd be over my usage i think i'd be like in a different realm with as far as my build and physique i think i'd be on a different level um uh, I've kind of not been in the gym for a while now, so uh, Did I you, think it's super important to uh, not only develop yourself in ways that are professional, but I think I think fitness is extremely important. It used to be on like my high school's wrestling and football team. Yep. Like, out of the wrestling team, there was like ten of us. Six uh, of us joined the military. Oh wow! Like, straight up, like the percentage. The of percentage on that. And we're like, yeah, Marine Corps. It's insane. Um, what what uh what weight class did you I wrestle? Think that's the case for a lot of. Uh, so I was I was one of the big fellows, like hundred percent. I was like one ninety five, okay twenty. But one of the things they don't tell you when you're in high school wrestling is um, those, those classes have their own range. Um, for anyone out there interested in high school wrestling, be aware if you're if you're with the big fellows and you're two twenty. Your opponent might be 320. Who knows? It could be a 285 or across the line, and you got to wrestle him because you're in 220s. Yeah, I've, um, I've seen that before. I'm like, oh, my God, like a two, 220 guy trying to wrestle a 285. Like, that's just unfair. Like, come on now. I mean, unless he's I just mean, like. Use your momentum, but yeah. sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, no, and that's, that's a huge um, – one of the bigger reasons I wanted to talk was – when you're in a position where, like, fitness is super important and your day-to-day, like, you've got a schedule and you've got camp or training, whatever it might be, so you dedicate a lot of your time and then a lot of people do feel like they don't have time to focus on other things. But like you were saying, it's all about... A step here or a step there it might not happen overnight and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is 
success isn't an immediate, whether you're building like a meme page on Instagram or you're trying to develop a business. Um, I think we all are put here to learn from each other and, and learning doesn't stop in high school. It doesn't stop in college. Learning is always, um, I think no matter what you know, there's always someone who might know more or something different. Um, and perspective is extremely important. Um, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not to lose that train of thought because when when you come from a position of experience, you can teach and you can learn. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to interject real quick. But like you said, first off, you should never stop learning. Like till the day you die you know like that's something that you can always learn that that's something that i firmly believe in like you can learn from somebody that's younger than you you're going to and you're going to learn from from people that are way older than you like there's a ton of stuff to learn out there you're never going to know enough that's just a fact you can literally never know enough um but anyway and i kind of want to talk about this because as military or athlete, you know this better than anybody. It's time management because you said I have a lot going on, and like literally, you got you you know you've had like those wake up calls at like five in the morning, and then you have to be there at like five fifteen for breakfast, or you know, and then it's like five twenty three. You gotta be you know taking a shower or whatever. Like you have like certain uh, like literally like time blocks where you're just doing stuff, and honestly, athletics just made it easy for me because I'm pretty good at time I'm not great but I'm good because I'm gonna be on time to where I need to go that's just a fact uh you know because if you weren't you had punishment so I wasn't going to do you know the extensive punishment for just me missing a meeting so I you know I just have that ingrained if I'm gonna be there at eight you know I'm gonna log on at least to this podcast I think I logged on like five to ten minutes early you were already on it so you know you you know what it's like exactly so I think that's an interesting overlap like um whether it's your coach or it's your commander this is a beautiful tagline coach or commander someone controlling your time will make you extremely adaptable yeah in the idea of like okay i i have this to do at this time how early do i need to be to the gym to work out exactly so that i'm early to the meeting like when when you're coming from a military college or like even entry-level employment, a lot of people will demand your time at certain times. Yes. So you become really adaptable to a schedule, and I think that can be important in the ventures that we've talked about, whether it's social media or finances, like whatever you want to do. If you're already on a time schedule and you know what you want to do, X, Y, Z, it it almost answers your questions for you. If you want to go do the gym at like four in the morning or four in the afternoon, there's still time to do other things. And I think a lot of people get stressed with the idea of, oh, I have no time. When in reality, maybe the time is just not the time you want it to be. Yeah. And (laughs) I kind of have a cool story just because I feel like it'd be, uh, I haven't really shared this before uh, too much, but so this last uh, like spring semester, I was taking 18 credits for my master's of accounting and it's all in person while I was trying to train for my pro day. So I literally, so I, I obviously 
Rice is in downtown Houston, like smack dab downtown. And then I would go train like 45 minutes away up north in, it's called the Woodlands. And it's a really nice area first off. Yeah, very nice. Definitely get some real estate there because, you know, it'd probably do pretty well. But uh, anyway, uh, like so, you know, I'm taking 18 credits in person. I'm having to go up to the Woodlands three, four times a week. And then I also train at Rice with my coach. So it was like literally like I'd start the morning, 7 a.m., go up to the Woodlands. I'm literally hightailing it back because I have class at 945 and and my – professor at 945 is like a 90 year old man and you know how you know i don't need to say anything else because you know he's gonna get on you if you're late then it's like okay i have this class i have another one right after i have to go eat lunch and do treatment and i have an hour to literally eat and then do some treatment because my body's sore and i want to make sure i can train because i have training later and then i have another class and then i go train then you go home and you do homework and that's why like for me what i'm trying to say is you gotta know what you want to do with your life. Even though I had a lot going on, I didn't party, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do anything like that. Like, it's literally was books involved for me and obviously family when I have time for them. So when you know what you want to do, and you, you might not know necessarily what you want to do like job-wise if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, but you at least know what's right versus what's wrong and you know how to allocate your time correctly if you're trying to chase a dream. So yeah, that's that's kind of why I wanted to say just real quick because I, I thought that I think that like for myself I really learned time management at that point in time, and obviously I already kind of knew it, but then I knew like on a high level right there, like if I wanted to be successful in two areas of my life that you know I'm trying to go balls to the wall with, that's what I had to do. Uh, hopefully, hopefully my dogs aren't too loud. I had to mute myself there. Oh no, um, good. So. I think the interesting things is like you you can get an idea for what you want to do from anywhere. Like you were saying, you're you're on a running trail, just like moving, and then you see some nice houses in the distance. You're like, I could invest in real estate out here. Oh my goodness, right? And and I think it's one of the things I already said, but it's worth saying again is little steps can get you further down the path. Whatever you want to do, Mm -hmm. I think it's important. If you put just a foot in the door, it provides so much opportunity for, if I want to apply effort to this goal, I already know where I can start. I've made connections here, and um, just overall, like with with the student-athlete mentality, like you've already taken on additional responsibility so you're accustomed to the idea that there are other things that you can do outside of the regular framework of, oh, I'm a business major and I'm trying to learn uh, and get credentials in business or accounting or whatever it might be. Additional responsibility at that level already molds and adapts you to um, your path in the future. And I think that's super important for your audience, for my audience. Anyone who's entry level, don't take it as, oh, I'm capped to a $30,000 salary and everybody tells me I can't do it and inflation's killing me, whether it's at the pump or in the grocery store. Like, nobody guarantees you that you're going to make it. So Mm -hmm. starting from the bottom is almost advantageous in the idea that okay 
everybody's already told me that I can't. Mm-hmm. But I know and I look around and I see people that can. I can connect with those people. I can I can build up my skills through doing work, whether it's paid or not. Mm-hmm. And, and I can build a resume of skills and build a brand around myself. Self-marketing, self-investing, and, and making yourself into your brand, um, that's almost the most valuable thing that you can take from an entry level. Um, I, I love what you just said right there, man. I, like, at first, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm interjecting myself, no, you're but, good. You're good. but uh, I think like what, what you just said is really important because your first job out of college is not where you're going to end up in life. You know what I'm saying? Like at least 99.9% of people, I would say like, that's not the only job you're going to have in your life. So you got to realize like, you got to be calculated and meticulous about what you do. Like your first, your second, your third job is all about straight up learning. Like you should honestly forego a little bit of pay if you really think that the like this job is going to be incredible experience you know it and you're going to learn a lot versus this job like looks good and it might pay better but like you're not going to learn as much or you're not going to get as much freedom like take this job always take that job because about what you it's about what you learn right now that's going to help propel <clears throat> excuse me is about what you learn right now that's what's going to propel yourself into the future like that this job is going to pay more dividends than this job ultimately so um for people that i guess are listening on audio basically i'm trying to say the job that you're taking that you'd learn more at take that one at first because that one's going to pay more dividends it's going to help you in life and then you know you might get another great experience where you gain better pay down the road like it, it at some point it'll pay off and Obviously, money is great, but it's about what you do with your money, too. And I know we haven't talked specifically finances yet, but I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that, um, too. But, um, yeah, I would say definitely, like, your first few jobs, try to set yourself up. Be like, how can I get the most out of these jobs? Like, honestly, like, what will these jobs provide for yourself in trying to catapult you going forward how who can i network with like we've been talking about networking a lot like that's important who can i learn from who who is over me are they going to help me succeed at my job because you know you're going to come in college doesn't really teach you how to do the job like you literally learn most of these jobs nowadays you learn on the job like i even really know how to fill out a tax return now i'm starting to learn you know the basic ropes from doing individual to doing um you know uh, corporations to you know, partnerships, all, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, so speaking more in the financial terms, um, one of the things that I picked up from Brandon and I've kind of like done some digging on my own, the mentality at different levels of success can often like form crowds and communities around that like level of income so when you're below the poverty level everybody's like oh well no no one's here to help me xyz and and that's not to say that everyone's like that but when all you have are needs and you don't have the capability to meet them you're in a different mindset than someone who's able to be more philanthropic 
philanthropic with their money, i.e., like the Bill Gates of the world, yeah. who's trying to solve cancer, like fix the pandemic, X Y Z. Like he's got he's got bigger problems at hand, but also he's kind of in a position to help. So people who are in a position to help might have a different mindset than people who are in a position of like I, I need help. You know? What yeah. I mean? No, and so oh, go ahead. My fault. Yeah, the the idea that um, when success isn't immediate, a lot of people tend to drop off, um, and it increases with um, like the increase in difficulty results in like a lot of attrition. So yeah. when when you're losing the people that you're trying to help because. Like there's a wall there. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people run into this idea that oh well maybe this is just where I'm supposed to be, um, but, but that's not always the case. I think I think there's a lot of growth opportunity in just hearing what other people have to say, and then you might not have like you might not have everything set up, and there might be bills that you've missed, or you might be in debt still, but. Yep. Carving out some of the individual like methods of getting away from that, like okay, say, and it teaches me how to like consolidate my debt so that it's not like five different payments. It's one bill every month. I know how much that bill is. I know how much I need to save. Or I want to buy this as soon as possible. So I budget incrementally until I have enough to purchase it. It's a lot different than I want to buy this right now and now I'm going to take it all out on credit and now I have this extreme debt that I wasn't prepared for and and I've leveraged the bank's money against myself Mm -hmm. and now I'm paying that plus interest over time. Um, It can really impact people who aren't getting that information. If you don't know it's a lot harder than okay I want to learn this so that I don't hurt myself like not everybody knows that oh the money I have on my credit card if I go over it now I'm paying interest on the money that I didn't have yeah like and people don't think about that initially because they haven't either been taught or they weren't um, careful enough to like learn on the front end so now they're in kind of this punishment architecture. This is one of the things I talk about a lot on the podcast too. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and it's powerful. people for doing the wrong thing <clears throat> versus rewarding them for doing the right thing, it creates this society and mentality of like, oh, I'm just getting beat by the system over and over and over and like nothing's ever working for them. I, I 100... <clears throat> oh, good. I, I, I just want to say like, I agree with you in that aspect that like a lot of people... and. I mean, I definitely did not grow up with a lot of money, and I, I feel like I've I've been around a lot of people that really didn't have money too, and so you see like this, it's like a it's it's a system, bro. That's that's how I see it. Like it's like, oh man, like they just don't want us to win, and the the problem is like you said, it's literally education. But the thing is, is that a lot of people aren't getting educated because, and this is my my theory. But we live in a capitalistic society, so auto- automatically there's going to be winners and there's going to be losers, and that's just a fact. Like, 
that is what it is. And the sad reality of it is, like, they want people to not know. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want, like, they, we need worker bees at the end of the day. We need people that are at the bottom because there are going to be people that are on the top. So it's like, it's the Matrix. I, I, I think the Matrix is a great movie because a lot of people are, are plugged in and just are, you know, like they're literally just plugged into a system and they just like, oh, go with the flow, um, you know, like, oh man, screw the system or whatever. But they really don't know that like there are a lot of opportunities. And then when you come from low economic standpoints, like you're really not taught a lot of times because you've been either like oppressed by the system or whatever it is you know like there's a lot of different uh categories out there of people that just are you know definitely on the lower spectrum of economic standpoint but there's a lot of things that could help them but they're just not taught from you know maybe either budgeting or you know like because a lot of people you know, that might be lower income spend, like when they spend their money might be on like cigarettes or something like that, you know, just something that might not help them necessarily. I'm not saying they all smoke cigarettes. I'm not trying to say that, but like there are some people that might spend their money on like lottery tickets because lower income people are more prone to buy lottery tickets, for example, and probably smoke cigarettes. And those are just bad expenses to have. So it's like, how can we, you know, uplift people to get to a position where they can try to budget because budget is the first thing you got to do because you got to know what's coming in what's coming out and obviously there's base necessities like food water shelter like you have to have those um yeah there's a lot that i feel like i can talk about i'm kind of rambling so uh, i'm I'm gonna bring it back to you it it touches a lot of things i've I've been talking about pretty consistently and i want to keep talking about because if there's one thing that I know worked for me, it's repetition of ideas. So if I get told something once, I might not, you know, it might not take hold. But I would love to keep discussing the idea that just because you don't know something and the people around you don't know it doesn't mean that it's not out there. And yeah. resources are available for people no matter what position you're in. Um, whether it's I want to start a business or I don't know how to file my tax return, that information's out there. Yeah, and and that and that's the issue. I feel like like sometimes people just don't know a where to look, just because like they've literally just grown up and just nobody really knows, or they're just some people may be just too lazy and just like oh this is just going to take too much time, or you know some people just have a hard time trying to pick up and comprehend what they're actually trying to learn because just they don't have anybody really to explain it to them. You know, there's just a lot of a lot of different things. Um, and it's just a tough thing because it's like at the end of the day there is going to be worker bees, so it's really hard to say like we can really uplift everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to say that because at the end of the day somebody's going to be on the the sucky side of the spectrum. I don't know. I'm kind of ranting here. <laughs> I think one of the one of the biggest things is like. Like I was talking about, when when you're in a position of hurting, like, oh, I, I'm in the bottom of a well, and now I'm getting rained on. Yeah. Like, when you're in a position of hurting, and everyone around you, everyone is around you in the same position, um, and this is like almost kind of a military thing, but I think it relates to a lot of people outside, but... 
everyone feeling the same pain all at the same time, it almost kind of builds up morale. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, we're, we're all marching with no end in sight because someone decided that we have to march like 15, however many miles, right? Yep. It sucks. Everybody's getting rained on. Your wet gear is stuck to you and now it's heavier. Like, of course there's going to be painful times and painful days, but that's not to say that if you're struggling now, it might not be your position in the future. You oh, for sure. Steps. For, for, um, for sure. I, I agree. And like, you can really uplift yourself. Like, I mean, there's, there's countless stories out there where people just really take it upon themselves and like, no, I'm not doing this. Like I'm going to be the change in my family, my, my community or, or whatever. And maybe like, there's countless stories out there and it's really like it's really you know crazy to see those and just like hear about them because like you can really uplift yourself it's just like a you have to be curious like that's that's when you can make change like when you're curious and you're like okay like how how do people uplift themselves out of xyz okay then they that that's the first step and then you do your research and then you know you go out try to network or you're trying to create change by yourself or you know a group of people like that's when it really starts but some people just might not even get to that stage but I think that's like the most important one because Michael Jordan said something great <clears throat> one time like basically basically I don't know if it was like magic or somebody reached out to him and was like uh like basically like why why uh like from the networking aspect and just like business side like why having like you help people it's some I'm kind of paraphrasing it but basically he was like really nobody asked me and that's the biggest thing you gotta like literally people want to help you that's the thing I found out at Rice like literally I've been able to connect with such great people if you ask them they're gonna tell you and I've been able to just get a wealth of knowledge from these people that are just like literally just trying to hand it to people they just want to be asked because they're not going to go out their way to do it for you 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 got to be the one to create that change yeah um there's like a sort of analogy and i think it fits here um there's a there's a gym for people who want to improve their fitness yeah but where do people go to work out and like flex in the mirror with their finances like how, how do you encourage people to gather and Ooh. like I think that would be an interesting concept yeah, like y- the, the gem of personal finance yeah and to add on to you I read a great book called The Psychology of Money and uh, have you heard of that book by chance first off phenomenal I, book I so anybody out there that hasn't read it please go read it very good read um but there's a there's basically it's there's this one chapter where it talks about you know you you see the the thing is with finances it's really really hard because a you don't get taught about really in school at all b we also it's it's a hard concept to understand because when we when you go outside let's say you're driving in your just regular car you're a regular american you see somebody in that G-Wagon that spent $100,000, but that's $100,000 spent. And so you see that person, you're like, oh, wow, they're rich. But that mean, like they spent that money. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're actually wealthy. And wealthy is really hard to see because 
a person could be wealthy and also rich at the same time, uh, and but it can't be the other way. A person, a person can't be rich and then be wealthy. If you, it's it's kind of hard to understand, but basically, a wealthy person they could buy the G wagon, you know, but then that's just the tip of the iceberg. And you know, icebergs, for example. You you see like the obviously the large chunk over the water, but then like half a mile down, there's still more ice, you know. So you didn't see that because generally wealthy people, you're not gonna like, you know, you're not gonna see all their finances and everything like that. But with a rich person, for example, that hundred thousand dollar G wagon or whatever they bought, like they could ultimately lose that. And there's like good stories in the psychology of money where it was like, oh. Um, you know, people get caught up in like the glitz and glamour and this guy bought like a really nice car and then he ended up losing it and because he was really living paycheck to paycheck, but he was like, I would do it all over again because I like the car, you know, some, so some people get caught up in wanting the wrong things is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And and I think it's super important for people to realize just because you're just because you're in like the have-nots and you don't have everything everybody else in the haves owns, right? So you you might be like far better off financially. You have thirty thousand tucked away in a retirement fund, but the guy with the Maserati across across the way, like he might be living out of it, and yeah. he might not be making his payments. X Y Z material things will get you so far, but if you have the knowledge that produces the income and the resources, you'll be able to get whatever you want in life. As long as as long as you focus on building yourself yep. versus trying to impress other people. Oh uh, man. I think a large part and this it's, falls right into the, the social media stuff too. Yep. When, when you're looking at everything on a mobile phone and you're not, like, looking up, right? You're, you're down here. And all you see is other people's success or what you perceive to be success. Exactly. Um, exactly. You're hitting it. You're hitting the nail. The mindset. I, I think a lot of people get caught up in the mindset of, man, I wish I could be that guy. Instead of, what did that guy do? To get to where he is, yep. Maybe maybe that guy just went to the bank, asked for a hundred thousand dollars, and bought a car with it. Now he's paying interest on the money that the bank gave him, and that's not where you want to be. Yeah, you might be able to do it. You might be able. Hey, I want to go do the exact same thing he did. But how much will it actually benefit you? Right, I, I agree. And it's it's all about controlling your all you're saying is controlling your ego and this is another point in the psychology of money like you're the one that's most impressed with yourself and a lot of people don't realize that like honestly like if somebody obviously it's cool to see you know somebody driving a Maserati or whatever but it basically gives an analogy in the book that you see the car and you see yourself in it and you actually don't see the person that's in it so it's like you want to be in that person in that car and you kind of like envy that person that's in it pretty much so uh i think that the biggest thing that a lot of people don't do is controlling your own ego from the aspect that you see 
cars, clothes, materialistic things, like, that's really cool, like, oh, I'll be cool because I I spent that money on it, but that's money spent, and we're talking about, like, if you want to build true wealth, you need to buy assets first, and then once you buy the assets and you have cash flow and whatnot, you can use that money to go buy your luxuries if you really want to. That's the smart way to go about it, but a lot of people skip that step and just use their nine to five income. And that's why so many people get behind. And that's why so many people in the US live paycheck to paycheck. There's a stat that pretty much says like 60 to 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. That's outrageous, man. Like that means people that literally make $250,000 a year live paycheck to paycheck because they can't control their ego. Like that's insane. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just like, you should not be living paycheck to paycheck if you make $250,000. Realistically, like, I, I mean, just, obviously, I'm just talking here. And it, it's obviously hard to execute. But once you, you know, a lot of people fall into lifestyle creep. When you start making more money because you got the pay raise, okay, my expenses are going up. And, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of writing, like, a, a little thing about this right now that I'm working on for the future. So, I, I, I'm really passionate about this stuff, man. And, uh, yeah, I could talk all day. <laughs> No, I think um, we, we are getting close to an hour, but the the ideas that we've talked about, you know, like building yourself up, um, like whether, whether you read, whether you network, whether you budget, invest, whatever you're doing right now, if you can build a positive momentum and not like fall for all the traps because there's so many. Yep. But focus on and this is this is another great analogy that I like to use when I talk to people about like your personal finances like if you see everyone around you struggling and you're also struggling like in the same way that your airplane is on its way to crash right mm-hmm. you got to put your mask on before you put your mask on your kid yep and, and sometimes that relates in the idea that, okay, I, I know that I'm going to have to pay all my bills. Why am I giving away, like, money and time and energy to other people first? Like, I, I should always – and it's not being selfish. It's being, like, aware of your situation. So I think a lot of people – kind of skip that step in trying to compete with other people and, and um, kind of flash or show that they're, they're doing well. A lot of people do that first and then they worry about paying their bills off or, uh, you know, like the things they need to buy groceries, whatever it is. Yep. Um, and I think all the things we covered, they should help. I mean, I don't, I don't know that Everybody will get the same value out of it. Some people might be discouraged by it, but all of these concepts can be used like to maximum potentials. Um, if you want to build a business, if you want to uh, just work out at the gym more, it, it all starts with one step up. I think that's kind of concept that we cover. Yeah. Um, Naeem, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, is there anything you want to leave everybody with? Uh, uh, people to follow, things to... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Uh, first off, I just want to say thank you very much, Dawson, for, you know, this was really cool that we we're able to collab together. Um, just, you know, I, I plan on dropping this episode, too, for everybody that listens to Elevated Edge podcast. But just want to say shout out to you for even letting me come on the show and reaching out to me because it's just cool. And I'm glad we spent this hour with each other. But um, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Elevated Edge Podcast, and then Twitter is Elevated underscore Edge. Um, those are where you can find the podcast. We're dropping, you know, YouTube and uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And just, you know, it's really cool to network with you, man. So uh, great to talk with you. We, I think we covered a lot today. So regardless if you agree with us or not, there's something that you can take away from this. So yeah, just if you guys have any comments, questions, want to talk more about what you know I had to say, I'm always open. Just feel free to reach me there. Uh, I love talking and connecting with people. Absolutely, man. I appreciate your time, and uh, you have a great rest of your day. All right, you too.